This is The Bunt, the number one podcast in skateboarding. Brought to you by the number one shoe in skateboarding. You smell me? You should smell me. That's a million dollar cologne. And I bathe in it. <laughs> Off the wall since 1960, motherfucking six. <laughs> And now, live from Studio E, The Bunt with Safer and Donovan. As always, I've got my main man, the ghost, with me, and we got Antoine behind the scenes. It's a cool thing. Still, still. Ghost, we are coming off an action-packed House of Vance Toronto weekend. The boys at Vance killed it as per usual. Shit was going off at the Great Hall all weekend long. I actually got to see it from a, a family man side for the first time. Going over there with my son bright and early Saturday morning. They got activities for the kids. Waffle <laughs> breakfast. Beanbag games. What? They got everything there in the morning, man. We've been tripping just going at night. House of Vans is a 10 a.m. to 1 a.m. type of venue, and congratulations to everyone who worked on it. You guys absolutely killed it. Yeah, tremendous, tremendous weekend. Shouts to Vans big time. I got to say my highlight, well, the, the first night premiere night was amazing. It's always fun to see all the homies all at once. The videos were amazing. But the best trick contest at Bay Station I got there a little late, but I got there in time to see it get absolutely shut down. Johnny Purcell, switch heel back lip. And then, of course, an all-timers man had to end it. Stefan kickflip into the setup backwards with that athleticism. You know what I'm saying? Some might say running back athleticism. Just going hard, man. <laughs> absolutely. Another big congratulations to everyone at Vans. Knocked it out of the park as per usual. And Drew Williams, dog killed it man hell yeah but ghost the show must go on some might say these episodes are getting bigger and bigger and bigger what we working with this week man bruv this was uh a long time coming i feel like we wanted to get nick basario in studio e for a long time we needed to know if his personality matched his skating is he really that crazy and electric? Well, hell yeah, he is. Can't wait for y'all to hear this one. Fucking awesome guy. Maybe you want to go to Australia ASAP. Uh, we got to figure that one out one of these days. But fucking Nick, absolute beast. And we had some great laughs and just a good time. And uh, I feel like we're going to maintain the friendship, man. Shouts to Nick. Anyways, we going straight from the interview to the post office. No voice notes this week, man. Kind of surprising. But some great emails this week. Some fun ones to answer. And then, yo, it's the rundown. Football was a little crazy this week, and you know we breaking it down. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at The Bunt Live. Subscribe to us on YouTube at The Bunt Live. Hit us up on our Patreon, patreon.com slash The Bunt. And then head over to our website, TheBuntLive.com ghost week after week you do it for the people man not only do you provide the people with a free podcast 
alongside myself, of course. But you do the dirty work. You watching all the videos, you seeing the stories, you seeing the reels, full length, single part, you name it, the ghost watches it. We need a shout out of the week. What is the one thing we cannot miss on the internet this past week? Bro, this week, a really, really, really dope part dropped. The real Bunt gang will know that I shouted this youth out years ago as someone to look out for. And I was so happy to see him crush it in this one. That was Noah Nayef. I don't know, probably pronouncing that wrong. Someone correct me. But uh, Noah Nayef, April Skateboards part. Fucking incredible. Just a, been a huge fan of this game for a while. And it's sick to see another full part added to the resume. This dude did one of the ill burial flips you'll see this year. Uh, and I just really love his trick selection, man. And he's got unique style and like all his flip tricks are fucking nice and boned out. Can't not watch that part. April skateboards. Noah Nayef. Let's go. He was in the fakey tray bracket, man. Had a banging one. Oh, of course, man. Backsmith, back 180, obviously standout clip. It was um, featured on the Thrasher Instagram post. Shout out to that lunatic, Justin Zank, referring to it as an over frontside feeble <laughs> on the weekend. <laughs> Couldn't let that one uh, go by without the people here. Over frontside feeble. First I've ever heard of it and probably the rest of the world as well. Um, yeah, Justin, you might have had a one too many Coronas when you said that, thank you. By God, I love that, man. There is only one thing left to do before we get into the interview. We need to order some pizza, and we still keeping it fresh. Ghost, we're not going to order food for the interview, but we're hopping in the whip. When this is over, we are driving straight to the brand new Thornhill location of Maker Pizza and getting some of those one-of-a-kind bolognese slices, baby. We might have to spend the night there, so I'm bringing the blow-up mattress. Bolognese slices, you heard it. Thornhill, Maker Pizza. Maddie Matheson, tell them what they're working with when they pull up at Maker Pizza. This is literally the best pizza in the world! Alright, Ghost, let's get this interview popping. We're very excited for this one. We've got Nick Basario in the building. What's going on, man? Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Turn up. We've been waiting for this one, man. <laughs> um, so, like you told us a little bit off air, you've been listening to the bunt a little bit in, in preparation for the interview. So, so, you know how this goes, man. Hit us with your favorite skate moment and your favorite sports moment. Okay. So, I've, when people answer, I feel like they answer either the favorite moment for themselves or like their favorite moment like in the world i like the personal ones yeah the only, so I, I tried to like think of some stuff ahead but it's pretty hard yeah. so the sports moment i want to do in my life three premierships in a row playing football when i was a kid oh, afl footy damn um we um we had like a like home videos of the of the game of the finals anyway and me and my friend harry clark one of the people i sent you to talk to just he slammed this kid he tackled this kid <laughs> <laughs> and his dad was the guy who like recorded it and we were all laughing about it. i don't know it just seemed like such a silly thing that we were like so serious about it 
We were, they were like our fucking rivals, you know. Legit dad cam, sick. Um, so we were just like lapping it up. We'd already won the thing. It was three in a row, you know, three years in a row. And then we fucking, he slammed this kid. I don't know, he broke his collarbone Oof, or something. We were all laughing about it. Pretty violent, savage. Man. Harry was savage. He was a fucking dirty player. And then um, <laughs> probably for um, real life, like the whole world sports moment, because I, I don't really care that much about sports, but it wasn't that long ago, this that same sport, AFL, you guys should get into that if you need another sport in your life, I don't know. This guy, Buddy Franklin, I don't care about the Sydney Swans really, um, but he kicked his thousandth goal, which is like, I think there's like three people who've ever done that in the history. And it's like kind of like the way the game's played now, probably no one will ever kick a thousand goals again. Yeah, And it was like a post lockdown COVID or whatever the whole crowd like stormed the field and they still had a game to play and it took like half an hour and everyone was like and they carried him out of there Um, again I don't really care about Buddy Franklin or the fucking Sydney Swans or sports that much but I was watching that live when it happened and it was it was pretty fucking epic it was sick yeah Yeah, so sick skate moment I don't know I don't know there's like a billion when I was a kid just skating South Perth Primary with like Adam or any of the guys I grew up with, Harry, skate with Harry, just kid stuff. I think the kid member, they just remember being a kid is like the coolest thing. Just like, I have no, I had no idea. Kids have, you know, you're a kid, you have no fucking idea what is like. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. we were just, I was just, yeah, you throw yourself down the stairs and nothing makes any sense. Your board's like made from like different trucks, like put together and shit. <laughs> the good old days, that man. Just, yeah, 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 yeah. Probably that, I guess. Oh, and for the whole for the whole world, I think just Cardiel grinding that rail, I think was just I, all I can think of. Every time I try and think of something, like I listen to the show, I'm like, what would I say? What is like the actual <laughs> moment? I don't know. But that one always came to mind. I don't know why. So Cardiel grinding that rail, is, it's so sick. Yeah. yeah. Just the way he comes off it, I don't know. He's looking at the end the whole time. We used to talk about that, where you got to like look at the end. Right. Hmm. Like if you're looking down at your feet, you're never like that's never gonna happen. He like is looking up before he even fucking locks, you know. Yeah, we talked about that one. I think once before that one came up, and it's like I said. I think I said I was glad that rail's gone now because it's just mm. forever his rail, you know. So some fucking stinking kid isn't like pinching <laughs> a front feeble down it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Sorry. Um, <laughs> so yo, take us back to the beginning. Where'd you come up, and how'd you get into skating? Yeah, so I grew up overseas when I was, like, really young, but I didn't start skating probably till I was in Perth. We had, like, a fishtail, like a Ninja Turtles board when we were in Jakarta in Indonesia. But um, in Perth is, like, when I really started skating. Um, when I was, like, 12. Nice. I'm classic. I'm a classic younger brother. My brother started skating, so that's what definitely got me into it. I wanted to do everything he did, so. And what's he up to now? He still push around a bit? He didn't skate for very long. He got super into graph and then like art and then he lives right by here actually. My brother, we both live in Melbourne now and he does a bunch of crazy graphic design. He does like weird digital art stuff and like Sick. drawing and painting. He does everything. Hell yeah. Sick. Yeah. But he didn't skate for very long, I don't think. A couple of years maybe. He took over, eh? He got sick of me following him around with his fucking <laughs> mates, you know. And then I think he got into being a bad boy with a bunch of graph. Oh, shit. Yeah. You never got into that? No, I tried. I was shook, and I think I was pretty whack too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> that's the main thing. It was. I'm pretty sure it was whack. So, what would you consider was your first big break in the skate industry? 
Uh, this one's like, a, I want to multi-answer this one too. But oh, yeah. um, the first one that comes to mind is when there was like a board company in Perth. It still exists, I think. Jarrah Rushton was running this board company called Folklore. And um, me and Harry got on that. I think Harry got on that. Harry Clark got on that first. And then I was like, wanted to be on that. And they, like, we, that was like the first skate trip I went on, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> and um, I don't know, maybe you cut it. I don't know how much I want to talk about drinking or whatever but Jar- we were young and Jared was like I got some weed for you guys he, like, <laughs> he cooked up some homegrown weed and like some eggs we like met up at the house in the morning I don't know how old I was I was young you know <laughs> and uh, I don't know Luke Thompson was a guy who shot photos and I ended up like spending a lot of time when I was young skating with him too and then it was that was probably a big break honestly because I feel like so many people it was like a farm sponsor isn't that a thing farm company or something where they're like the person they always get on and then there's like somewhere else that they go afterwards yeah, kind yeah. Of oh, okay. I feel like anyone who came up through Perth you either got on GMTA or Folklore so just that being a thing definitely like felt like the first time I was sponnered right Damn, I've never heard it referred to as that it's it's kind of harsh but it is harsh for, for it is company, harsh yeah. yes <laughs> yeah I think it is used in kind of a harsh yeah. way usually so sorry Folklore and Jara. but yeah. I think the truth hurts, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I'm sure they're. I'm sure they're fucking happy with it too, though. That shit sells fine. Anyway, we made it sell yeah. too. I fucking wrote a bunch and of. And they put shine on all them. their local guys and shit. So yeah. I'm yeah. sure if they're if their riders go on to get on a bigger company, a worldwide company, I'm sure they're they're happy for them. But yeah, for yeah, they sure. the farm sure. team, eh? Yeah, <laughs> just the miners. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. called up a to bunch, the big There's leagues. a bunch of big breaks when uh, I don't know who it was. I think it was James Winneray. Someone suggested me as one of the like kids that should get flowed on Nike. What up, Safer? Nike flow, regional Nike flow. <laughs> yeah. Teammates for years. Oh um, shit. <laughs> the whoever I think I think it was Alex Campbell or um, James Winneray. They suggested me to get. Nike flowed in Perth because they like needed to put on. They were like, "You gotta go have a guy in Western Australia. Mm-hmm. You gotta have a guy here." That was definitely a big break because I like never. That, that's the only shoe sponsor I ever had. So, wow, getting on Nike through Chris Middlebrook that was huge. I got a good story. One actually, how about a real break? There's one yeah. more. You can choose. You can edit it out. Whatever. <laughs> so, I'd fucked up and I'd worn Lacoste. I thought I was like a swaggy kid, you know, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> smoking and whatever. And I was like wearing these Lacostes one time, like in Sydney. And Miz was like, oh my God, what are you doing? Like, this is fucking insane. I think we we're going to go to a Nike dinner. He's like, that's, I was like, I'm not skating. I got, Ni- I got Nike socks on or a Nike jumper on. He was like, are you fucking joking? Like, get out of here. Go get your Nikes. Let's go. He's like, you're an idiot. Like, honestly, you're an idiot. And then I was hurt. I uh, tore my ACL when I was like really young. When I was like 20. And then a photo came out of me with the, sh- the shop I rode for. Sitting there, like I thought it was like just drinks, but they like shot this photo for some sneaker magazine. And I was wearing Lacoste oh, and that too, a different kind oh of Lacoste. No. And he was like, "Oh my god!" He's like, "I just signed you. You're hurt. You're over there at WA, just smoking, <laughs> showing up to some shop shoot in your Lacoste." He's like, "I gotta." He's like, "I gotta dock you something, like you know, just because the higher ups look at this sneaker mag, you know, like yeah. Nike's, like whatever it was, sneaker freak or something." He's like, "They've seen it. Like, I gotta do something." You're like this shitty kid that we just started paying money to, whatever it was, like two dollars a month. <laughs> so, fast forward, whatever it took to get better, like a year or something, and they did a trip uh, to WA. It was like uh, Rhino was shooting, and 
a bunch of heavy like Australians were there, like Azar and Duncombe and Chima. And Mids was filming. And uh, I think it was like the first time we like skated together after I was hurt and like getting better or whatever, you know what I mean? And I grinded this like flattened down rail. It was my first photo in Thrasher, I think as well, with Rhino. Sick. And after I did that, I like eat, I ate a bunch of shit. It was like in the end of the day, everyone kind of like given up. And I think it was like kind of like a good sign with Mids. He's like, wow, you really, you know, tried to do a trick. You know, you're not just this fucking shithead. <laughs> And he reimbursed, he like gave me the money back that he docked. Like I said, it was like 500 bucks oh. or something. But he's like, I give you the money back. And he like bought a slab of beer too. He was like, you're all good. You know, like it was a huge, it was like a more than just a break. It was like out of the trenches. Like, that. <laughs> you know, That's that amazing. was a huge one. Mids was like, you're all right, bud, you know. Wow, good guy. <laughs> yeah, that one for sure. That's, That's awesome. Wicked. Yeah, that was, I mean, you said you got in Thrasher off that, but I can't say I was familiar with you from that picture. I feel nah, like for nah, the greater... it was like in a gallery or something. Yeah, global skate scene. You exploded onto that scene with your life splicing part. An absolutely electric edit. How fun was filming for that one? And what was the reception like once that dropped? Yeah, <laughs> electric edit. It, it, it's good that you mentioned the edit, though, honestly, because um, that was Benny Maglanau that did that. And I think there's a huge, like a huge part of that. I didn't even know him that well. I think we'd been on like one workshop trip, which didn't go that well, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> that one didn't go great. Yeah, I don't know. It was received really well, I think, obviously. Like, it was, like people liked it. It was early days. I don't know. It wasn't like Instagram. I didn't have like a bunch of DMs or whatever. <laughs> But it, people, it was early, I think, for like there to be internet parts come out. And yeah, I think like a crazy beard guy with this song and no one's heard of him. Whoa. I think that really, it was received quite well, honestly. It was a big, I think that's like the thing that people remember me by. And filming for it was actually so, it was so, it was really great. It was so fun. It was with Jason Hernandez when we were in LA. Whatever clips I got on that workshop East Coast trip which was really special. Dylan was on that. A bunch of the guys were on that. Young Donovan and stuff. Whatever tricks I got from that, which, yeah, that was really special. I like that. Um, Chad Bowers was on that. He's the guy who does Quasi now, and he was, like, so cool to me. Dill was the one who got me on it mm -hmm. originally because he'd come to Melbourne and skated with Chris Middlebrook, Mids, oh, and myself for a while, and he was, I was, like, in between flow sponsors or whatever the fuck it was. I was getting Enjoy distribution flow Damn. for ages. Went on an enjoy trip, kind of fucked that one up too. So <laughs> burn that bridge. <laughs> Thanks, Jose Rojo, for trying to get me on that. Well, that didn't work. Um, I think I was pretty annoying. And then filming with Midzy here too. So I'd moved to Melbourne at that point, and that was really that was a great time. I was really young. I loved filming for that. That was like, oh, and with Rob in New York too, with Rob Harris in New All York as well. Place. Yeah, dude. Sometimes yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel that like. It was just, that was like the places I'd been that year. So every year living in Melbourne, every year, it's like, well, everyone used to do, which is what the kids are doing now, the kids. The young guys are doing now, they're all in Europe. So it gets shitty weather here. No one gives a fuck about Australia. So you go to the opposite side. So we used to do three months in the States. You can get that 90 day, you know, non-visa okay. visa. Yeah. So whatever that year was like, I was filming in Melbourne till it got really bad weather, then went to the States stayed in uh the three places that i knew people so in san diego i filmed some of that stuff with lanny Rhodes as well so it was like in san diego for like whatever two weeks or a month or something staying with him and pete eldridge and then uh and windsor Sick. and then in la skating with jason because i knew jason through mids again through nike stuff 
and Lewis was filming for their video. So it was like, I just tagged along on some fucking Nike video trip. And then we knew Rob Harris and a bunch of those guys, Green Diamond guys through Zach Malfakowalski, really cool photographer, good friend. And then from being there, it was Malfa who got invited on the workshop trip and I'd already spoken to Dill or whatever. So then I went on that. So it was like those four places that I'd like been that year. It was just a year of wherever I went. And then it all went into that, um, that clip. Bro, I didn't know how else to describe that other than electric, man. That edit was special. <laughs> and sometimes, dude, sometimes the edits just fucking can change the course of a career, man. We've talked about that back in the day. Yeah. Like you get the right yeah. song and editor and like filmer and it just makes it that much more memorable like i yeah everyone you're right you said everyone remembers you from that like for damn sure watched that so many times when it came out mm-hmm. yeah it was yeah it was like before lo- lots of stuff came out like so frequently as well so i think it got like people like paid more attention to it yeah but honestly the the editing of benny maglin out like you can see the course he's taken now he's like the most like progressive interesting like innovative like one of or whatever you what that's my opinion who cares he's one of the best like innovative interesting like what skate filmmakers now mm-hmm. so i'm like so lucky that he was involved with it then and did that you know yeah for, yeah. for sure who knows what it would have looked like if it was someone else even someone that i like even if it was mids <laughs> or jason or i don't fucking know <laughs> yeah so how did the alien ride come to an end for you it seems like there was a little bit of a team swap with zero and the aliens <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was Jamie's revenge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, that shit the bed for sure. I don't know. There's like a bunch of theories about it, which are kind of funny. We were telling people for a while that I got drunk and tried to like strangle Dill <clears throat> on the trip, and like Dylan had to pull me off. We were telling that for a while, but that's made up. <laughs> Someone else. Someone else had the had the Omar Salazar theory that I'd like done too many <laughs> on rollaways or something, and then he had been like intimidated that I was like the fast guy, and he was like, "No way, that guy's allowed on." <laughs> but I, I just think it was like it's a tight it's a tight knit group. I don't think people just get on workshop willy nilly, you know? Yeah. And I don't think I don't just don't think it was a perfect fit. I definitely did get pretty buzzed on that trip, and probably was pretty silly. On like one or two nights, but everyone did. You know, I mean, I don't think it was like a standout thing that did or didn't work. But once it had, once it had, probably shit the bed because they did the Transworld cinematographer thing afterwards, which was also fucking really good. Mm-hmm. You know, with Jake and um, yeah, Gil Gone Pro. By the time that was like getting finalized, Mids had gone to some like Transworld thing with Dill, and he was like, "Yeah, nah, that's not happening. That guy is not getting on." Like, just really was like, no, honestly, please don't keep trying. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, Which I have a bunch of stuff in Chris Middlebrook's cinematographer project because it wasn't going to go in the workshop one. (laughs) Um, And then uh, once that died in the ass, I didn't really know what to do. I was like, well, fuck, I don't know. It's a bunch of like flow shit. You know what it's like in, in a region at that time looking for American sponsorship or whatever. You're like, oh my goodness, what's the point? And I was excited to like ride for something Australian or something. I don't know. I just didn't really know what to do. And then Jamie offered me to ride for Zero after talking to Dane, Berman, Lanny, Tom K. They just came up in like a meeting or something. They were like, ooh, we should hit up Brass. 
and then um i was like yeah absolutely damn nice fuck you. Oh, it was a no it was a no-brainer for me kind of yeah i mean there wasn't really any other options but there was like a lot of friends there bobier was already a team manager by then like i was i'd already been to san diego and stayed with lanny a bunch i was like fuck yeah let's like do it for sure perfect fit at the time yeah oh it was fantastic i absolutely wanted to do it it was like a basketball trade or any sports trade they traded donovan and fitz for fucking nick and a third round draft pick man no, yeah. <laughs> no, that's football. Does that mean I'm worth two riders, or <laughs> yeah. they got less money at their at their team to get the? I don't know. Fuck it. No, Jamie paid a big price to get you, man. <laughs> they had to shed Dude. some salary, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so fast forward a bit, you drop another heavy part for Zero's Cold War. What was it like being part of your first kind of big Zero project, man? That was really fun. That was great. We did like a China trip. I think my first China trip was with Zero and Tom K was on that and Lanny and stuff. And that was really, that was like really, really fun. I was filming for Two Up, the Nike Australia video at the same time, or I'd already started filming for that. And then I got on Zero and then it was like a project to add to it. But I can't think of anything else that was like difficult or stressful about it. It was so great. Sick. Yeah, we did a really cool like cross country, like demo, like a real American... <laughs> in the Ford vans, Ooh, are, you, are you in big gray? Are you in big white? You know, the two, you know, the, the ones that go oh, down yeah. El Toro, like the same kind of van. And like I fucking stood at a demo and like threw zero boards off a van, like into a yeah. crowd with like a Sick. shitty setup, uh, you know, out, outside the skate shop in like fucking North Carolina or whatever. We did the whole thing. That was like super fun. A friend of mine, Kirksey, from here, he was like randomly with us on that. He was like getting flowed. For, he was like on Slave at the time, I think. Oh, he got sick. in on that trip and it was really, it was really fucking fun. Bobier was team managing and it was, it was a lot of fun. What were the hotel conditions like on that road trip? Because yeah, we've heard fucking some fucking shitty. funny ones. <laughs> fucking uh, shitty. The, some really boys shitty. on the floor, man. <laughs> that zero black box <laughs> hotel shit was, that was real. Yeah, Jamie likes to that keep the budget garbage. on point there. Yeah, it was garbage. He had this thing at the time. Jamie had because Jamie was driving one of the vans. Yeah, Aunt Travis was filming. There was so many people on that trip. Yeah. He had this thing at the time where he had like an account with hotels.com or something. And he had like a person that he dealt with, like an agent. He like got points or something. It was like a whole, it was like a pyramid scheme of like cheapness <laughs> to get to get um you would get like free nights every like five nights you booked through uh, them yeah mm. so he would just call this person it would be like 10 o'clock at night driving like 100 miles an hour i'm not joking so fucking fast and he would be on the phone with the person going no 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 no, no. it's got to be really far he would be like this is where the skate park is we're going to tomorrow i don't want it anywhere near like the downtown and whatever it is that's the cheapest, give me that one. And then he would book everyone in. No one was on the floors, I don't think. We were sharing beds, mm. but no one was on the floor. But that's like how he would run it. And he would wait until like on the day, I think, was like a good deal as well. Last know? minute <laughs> shit, yeah. It was shabby. It was fucking shabby. But we didn't give a shit. We got kicked no, out of some of those motel shit, rooms yeah. for like lighting fireworks off in them. It was the whole, it was the whole like experience. It was great. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, we heard you blew up a hotel room with fireworks, man. We, we need to hear that story. <laughs> whatever the whatever the state is, where everyone knows that you can get as many fireworks as you want, 
we were in that one and we spent <laughs> like <laughs> as much as we could get. And those guys know, those guys have been on trips before. So they know they're like, you got to get the ones that like shoot, you know, on from the old tour videos, you like shoot them at each other's cars. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The Roman candles or whatever. Yeah. And we just got as many as we could. And just got kind of buzzed. I don't even think some of, the, some of the guys didn't drink. Didn't matter. We just went fucking insane. And you weren't supposed to do it in the car. There was some reason where I was like, we'll just do it in the motel room. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, uh, you know, when the, the smoke gets so thick, you can like see the line where it stops. Oh, oh my. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the remote, they like put little little fireworks inside the remote, blew that up, fucking blew up like in the bed sheets, the whole <laughs> shower, you know, like a plastic shower curtain. Yeah. Were just like peppered with all these holes of all the shit like exploding <laughs> oh, all no. over it and like burning little holes in it. Oh. So obviously the people come and like knock on the door with the noise complaint or whatever, the smoke and everything. Yeah. So you pretend that everything's fine, turn off all the lights, everyone like gets into bed. And Lanny's like, I think he was definitely pretty, pretty buzzed. And he takes all his clothes off. He's completely naked and like opens the door and tries to do the pretend you're asleep thing. <laughs> but we can see it. So we're in the beds like this, <laughs> looking at him open the door. <laughs> and he's turned the lights off inside. So it's like dark here and back outside. And he opens the door naked to pretend he's asleep and the smoke just like, like poured out from like above his head. And he was like, oh, I've been sleeping. What's up? Sorry. And it was like all this fireworks smoke like billowing out around his head. Like it was the biggest lie. And then we hit, they kicked us out in the middle of the night, whatever that was. That was like two in the morning. They like woke Jamie up. He was fucking pissed. Oh, for oh, yeah. sure. Probably only for like an hour because he had to get woken up. He didn't even give a shit the next day. Yeah. But they just, they, there was like a motel across the street. We just went and checked in <laughs> at the motel across the street and didn't uh, blow that one up. There you That's go. That's fucking perfect. Yeah. That one was good. Back to your part for a quick sec. Can you take us behind the scenes on that straight on 50-50 of Doom, man? Oh, the one at the end, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was someone else's idea. Most of the things that are really great, I think, that I've filmed has been someone else's idea. Because that Brooklyn rail, there's two of them. That's like the Brooklyn rail that everyone skates. Mm-hmm. That's the bigger one, right? That's the bigger one. James Hardy was battling a nose blunt on that forever. He would just break his boards every try. <sighs> I don't know. It was someone else's idea. My hip was actually fucked up. That was like kind of tripping. That was like right at the end of a trip or something. It was right at the end of the time I was going to be in San Diego. And I like didn't have a last trick. You got to have a crazy last trick for the yeah. zero video. Yeah. <laughs> and, Jay- and, uh, and Lanny, I think, was whose idea it was. Was it Tony? Maybe it was Tony Cervantes. Whatever. And I went and stood at the top and I like, you know, you put your board up against it and mm-hmm. you could, man, the shit like got to like wheels or like halfway up the nose. It wasn't even like a full board height. That top of that rail is really low Yeah. for a real handrail. And I was like, I could fully, I actually could do that. So I claimed it. I was like, I think I could do that. Like physically thought it was humanly possible. I could do it. And he's like, okay, great. We'll come back like next weekend. <laughs> Uh, and I was like, oh shit, all right, well, that's, uh, that's a real claim now. You know? yeah. And he told someone else in the car ride home. I was like, oh fuck, okay, so we're coming back. Uh, and Windsor wanted to try something on the smaller Brooklyn Rail like that next weekend. So my hip was feeling way better. Oh, I got acupuncture or something. I never had acupuncture before. Uh, blah, blah, blah. We're like skating. Windsor's like, I'm good. I've tried my trick or whatever. And Lanny was like, do you even want to fucking do this? I was just sitting there like filming or something. 
Uh, he's like, do you even want to do the thing, the crazy thing you said you were going to do? <laughs> I was like, oh, absolutely. Because I did really, I was like thinking, I was like secretly inside, like sweating, like, oh my God, I'm going to have to do this. As soon as we yeah, yeah. this trick, i got to try mine. But it's so low, I never grinded it like normally because mm. it creeps me out. So I grinded the yeah. small rail and then went over and just stressed for about half an hour and ended up doing it first go. So I never wow. had to do shit. I never had, yeah, I never had to get fucking shit whipped. Wow. There's a different ollie over grind at a famous rail, gold rail, Flinders Street here that I did that was absolutely the opposite story. It just was, I just got fucking destroyed. I never made it over the top properly. Even the one I landed, like, dinked the truck a little bit. Um, but the Brooklyn one was first go. I couldn't fucking believe it. You can see me, like, take yeah. this crazy breath when I roll away. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Like, Windsor's losing it. Tony's there. That was really, that was special because I, I don't know. Man. It was like a freak thing, kind of. That's the best feeling in the world, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those gold And then rails, I think though. technically Ooh. on paper, that's the biggest, like, middle of the stairs rail I've ever grinded is uh, the Ollie Over one. Yeah. Bro, I got to pull up to Melbourne just to skate those gold rails. They look yeah, they're so good. fucking good. Have they ever yeah. been capped or anything? Has that always just been a spot? Nah, it's like a heritage fucking it's like the old it's like the main it's the middle train station it's the oldest train station so they can't do anything to it no i don't think they can fuck with the with the run-up or the rails sick yeah 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 but the middle one is kind of there's something shitty about the middle one now like you know everyone used to skate the one with the big post oh yeah 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 Yeah, it was like a big post at the top where like bastion and fucking everyone did all the crazy shit there now i see the bigger one skated more the the next one up is so good. It's like the main, that's the main one now. But I don't know if anyone really skates it. People kind of fucked it up. Gabbers and Dane kind of like destroyed that rail. And you got to go there at like three in the morning and hopefully they don't do the street cleaning because street cleaning, they do it with like a little bit of water. So the runoff yeah. gets wet. I mean, the landing gets wet. Let's hear this claim. No, no, I, I was going to say. Oh, you I'm said gonna, you're going to claim something. I'm going to claim yeah. something. <laughs> no, I'm going to claim something by it. the end of the interview. I'm going to think. Uh, because what? Is okay. the little one, the little one's not good to go anymore? Sing it out now. Just fucking. <laughs> no, I need to think. I need shit. to think. By the end of the interview, I'll say something. And then we just got to. Something fakey. Get a, something a, fakey. Flight, a flight out there. Uh, Whichever one you want, it's a go. Whatever trick you claim is the perfect rail for it. And you're going you're gonna to do it. It's going to be great. All right, let's go. <laughs> Can you fly this plane and land it? Surely you can't be serious. I am serious, and don't call me Shirley. Leslie Nielsen, an airplane. This quote was brought to you by CHPO, always doing it for the people. So after that, you dropped another banger of a part in Zero's No Cash Value, but then packed it in with Zero. Did you kind of know (laughs) that you weren't going to be on Zero forever? Like, What was going on in your head? on those times i don't think that i knew that i like it wasn't like when i got on i thought that i wouldn't be i don't know i never thought that far ahead in my whole fucking life anyway (laughs) i'll be completely honest with you i'm not a forward-thinking person but by the time that was finished like that was all i was focused on that was like in less than a year that one the other ones took ages two up and cold war were like over some time but that one was like, heaps of shit had changed. So I got on zero when I was still living in Australia. And then we moved after two up came out. And then 
that was like I filmed with Yansura and Suyong Choi in LA a bunch for that. So I was like around different people and I'd like finally moved to the States and then uh, I turned pro when the video came out as well. And then it was like after like several months, several like, you know, board drops and graphics of like being pro after talking to Jamie originally about all the graphics and the image of the fucking brand was going to like go back to this like sick punk, like just cutty kind of like badass thing. And it just like not really happening the way I'd imagined it in my head. I was like, okay, this is enough. Um, I need to like be excited about whatever the thing is or whatever, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. But I didn't know what to do. I didn't like have like a, <laughs> I had not thought forwardly. I had not, I had no forethought about it. <laughs> I just knew, I was like, this shit's not really working the way I thought it was going to. Yeah. The, you know what it is? You the gunshots in the fucking recording when it was a Lucas Beaufort graphic where he fucking does his little drawings on shit. He's famous now. I probably shouldn't even fucking say this, but that, well, I fucking hated that shit. <laughs> <laughs> and there was a bunch of portraits of everyone with like these Lucas Beaufort paintings over it. And I was like, oh, fuck this. <laughs> uh, it sucked, man. <laughs> so, so when you left Zero, though, had you already figured out your next move or was there like a period in between getting on pole? No, nah, we can we can tell this one, too. It's all what um, the what's the one years later with the law when you're OK afterwards. Oh, uh, oh, when you get shit. a pardon? No, no. Yeah, but it's like a, the statute of limitations yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, this one, can't, it can't bite me in the ass, so fuck it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was still riding for zero, did not know what to do. And uh, I'd already moved to Portland, which everyone thinks that I got on Polar because of Dane. Mm. But we hadn't even, me and Dane hadn't even talked about it, but I was already friends with Yalta. Oh, okay. And... Uh, I was skating with Yansura a bunch in, in, in those weekend guys in LA and that seemed kind of cool, but I knew I was going to leave and uh, fuck. Passport, passport's here and I was really excited about those guys and I talked to Trent for fucking ages and I didn't know what to do. And then none of them had really like made it like, oh, you could ride for this company. Those were just things that I was like excited about. And then it had always been like, yeah, nah, with Polar when I spoke about it with Yalta when we were kind of drunk on this one trip. Because I was like, I'm going from one psychotic person to another. (laughs) Like Pontus is a very strange, like very specific, very like driven person. And I was like, oh my Mm -hmm. God, don't, don't do that. Because this guy's already, not that it was that difficult with Jamie, but it's a lot. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't know if I wanted to like go into another situation that was like a lot. Yeah. Um, But then once it did, once it did, like, I was like, oh, fuck it. This is just fuck it. They were already in Paris on a trip. And that's why Yalta hit me up. He's like, are you sure? We're, we got all buzzed in Paris and we're like talking about you. You should do it. And I was like, okay, um, fuck it. I don't know. I'm whispering. But it was like a fight. <laughs> Jamie's listening, bro. And I like, I like, I like hit up Bobier and Scoob and I was like, can you get me this flight to Paris? And I'm going to go on this secret polar tryout trip. And see if they like me. And then if I do, then I can leave zero and I can be on pole. And it's going to be this cool thing. And we did. And it was like, make sure brass isn't in the photos and shit for Instagram <laughs> and stuff. And yeah, um, it worked out really well. And it was really fun. Dane was like, oh, what's up, dude? Because I hadn't talked to him about it at all. And like two days oh, later, fuck. I'm in Paris, like after he was there. 
Um, not that he was pissed, but he was like, this is weird. We didn't talk about this. Um, but that was, that's how it worked, honestly. Um, and then once it did work, as soon as I got home, I called, I text Jamie and I was like, hey, can we talk? And then he texts me right back saying, are you quitting? Oh, this is also good. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Like he knew, I was like, what if I wasn't quitting? You can't just text someone that. Yeah. But I think he knew if I'm like, do you want to talk? Then he's yeah. like, oh my God, I fucking heard this shit he's, before. He's got that message before. <laughs> Damn. Uh, yeah, I don't know what the question was. That's, well, that's what happened. That was the uh, question. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> so you've been rocking with Polar for quite a while now, which is pretty much become the biggest skateboard brand in the business board brand anyways what's behind the success man is it the the team the fact that you guys are one of the few companies putting out full-length videos still or the pants man (laughs) (laughs) bro everybody in the skate world is wearing polar pants i don't know man like yeah everybody it started it started with the surf pants i reckon yeah it was it was even before the big boys Mm -hmm. everyone went everyone forgets the first album was the was the surf pants. Everyone went fucking insane for those. Now it's big boy Sold season. Sold out everywhere, yeah. all over the place. Now, the, now they get mixing in the shorts. Yeah, uh, honestly, I think. I mean, I don't want to get carried away sucking the guy off, but it's Pontus. Mm-hmm. The guy's a fucking genius. I think. He just knows, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not just with the fucking big boys or the full lengths or whatever. Yeah, he's like you know pretty connected with the team and he's like been there f- i don't know he's been there from the beginning he's like pretty obsessed he's like very involved in all the things you know so the team is obviously awesome and really good friends i think being friends yeah is a real thing now like you have to fucking actually be friends you can't like just have some like hodgepodge guys, team yeah. yeah even like primitive they're like let's get these guys together because they you know they gotta yeah. actually be friends you can't you know what i mean that's like a super team with like people all over the place and they still like make sure that they like get like a real team vibe. Yeah, for sure. Um, but their team is so like there's a lot. There's, there's a lot to it, and the graphics are really dope. But he's yeah. like really involved in the graphics too. I think it, it all comes back to him, honestly. And then secretly, the guy behind the scenes, Mike Keen, is definitely uh, Mike Alls is running that shit really, <laughs> really, 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 really well. Y'all got to figure it out, Ben. Y'all doing something right over there. That's for damn sure. Mm-hmm. No, it's me. It's after I got on that shit. <laughs> but stock went through the roof. But like, <laughs> Pontus knows, and like obviously, like the way trends work, man. Like it goes from baggy to skinny, and now we're back at baggy again. Is it going to take a man like Pontus to to bring the skinny jeans back, or what? Oh hell no! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or it's going to be some shit out of left field. Yeah. We're all gonna be wearing fucking Letitia's leggings soon. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's not gonna be Pontus. He's gonna notice it when it happens. Yeah, that's for sure. But it's gonna be like, isn't it? It's gonna be some fucking bunch of fifteen-year-olds setting this shit off. <laughs> yeah. It's funny when we're set in whatever the trend is. It's always hard to picture it changing drastically. But it never fails to change. It seems impossible. Yeah. But it, it, it seems will. like, no way, man. Yeah. No one will ever wear tight <laughs> pants again. <laughs> Two years later, it's like freak in his baggy pants. Oh, yeah. man. It's I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yo, can you tell us about... 
I mean, you're back in Melbourne now, but when you moved to America, can you tell us about the uh, controversial green card interview you had? <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah, I can. I've had a few weird things. I had this lady report me on a plane in Australia for suspicious behavior, and I was just a hungover kid with a beard. And there was like federal police, Australian police in my house and shit. It was a crazy, but that's an old story. The one with the green card was really weird. So you, we moved to the States, my, you know, my wife and I, fiance at the time. It was like a fiance visa. We kind of like cut a pretty good corner with this visa lawyer about like how you kind of set it up. Anyway, so we finally get there. Everything works out. We get married. You get your temporary green card. Then you go, you get the paperwork and they say, this is the one. You get your interview with the official green card person. Mm-hmm. And you'll fucking have it. It's like the 10 year green card, you know? And we planned this trip to Big Bear that weekend because it was like fell on a Friday or something. And we we're like going to go up to the mountains because it was like going to be this really cool thing or whatever. And the lady was just so fucking weird, man. She was so weird. It was crazy. She made like some remarks about previous applicants. That was very uncomfortable within like seconds of meeting her. It was like this thing about shaking hands and it was so weird. And then we get in and she like flips through the paperwork and stuff and is like talking to my wife and I, cause you know, it's like a, it's like a spousal visa. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then it was like out of left field. No, she'd already said, okay, so she'd already, she, she goes, she's talking to us, whatever, flips through the paperwork, goes, oh, you're missing fucking page 472. You'll just have to come back in a couple of weeks. We'll send you a thing. And we were like, oh my goodness, no. Like, please, how is this possibly pay for this lawyer? Like, no, you can't push this back. She was like, yeah, let me talk to my supervisor. I'm not sure. This doesn't look right. And we're like, no, this has got to be right. The paperwork's got to be right. So she goes away. She comes back and is kind of going, yeah, we'll see how long it'll take. And then it was out of left field. She goes, so what's with the beard? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. And I was like, I was like, you know, I, uh, yeah, it's a beard, you know, I just I think it <laughs> looks cool or something. I try to make the most. I'm like already like trying to get this green card in America, all stressed. Um, and I try to think of the most normal. I was like, it's, it looks cool. I like the beard. And she's like, oh, yeah. Does your dad have a beard? And I was like, what no. She's like, is it like have any like meaning? And I was like, oh, no, I don't know what she's asking here. Yeah. And it was fucking, and I, I, I don't know what, eh, it ended up happening. But she was, like, satisfied with my answer where I, like, didn't seem like this weird whatever she was afraid of letting into America with a green right. card. Wow. And she was like, you know what? That paper looks fine. Here you go. Bing, bang, boom, oh boom, boom. Oh, Stand the shit and fucking gave it to us. It was crazy. It was really uncomfortable. And me and my wife just sat in the car, driving from LA to Big Bear, just like in shock. Yeah. Fucking silent. Just like, oh my goodness, what did we? He said the wrong thing there. Yeah. You told her it was a fashion. Said the wrong thing. Imagine just being a person that she was weirded out by. You're out. Yeah, it's crazy. No green card. Sorry. Control of that. It was fucking weird, man. Sad. Wow, it's honestly sad to think about. Like, it's a funny, like, crazy story, but the reality of that is really fucking sad. Yeah, not everybody mm-hmm. has comes out of that like you guys did. Not everyone has like some fucking silly thing. Where, like, I'm a skater and my, my beard is cool. Like, that's not that's not someone else's answer. Someone's like, yeah, my dad has a fucking beard. It means a lot to me. It's like part of my life and my religion. And yeah. she's like, okay, 
don't like your paperwork anymore. Bye bye. Yeah. Wow. Fuck. Fuck that. That one's crazy. That was a crazy experience, honestly. They like, we were yeah, we were like in actual shock after that. Wow. Fuck. Yeah. Hold up. Switch gears a little bit. Can you tell us about <laughs> some a little less? Whoa. Yeah, yeah. Tell us about the time you snuck into the Kiss concert. <laughs> that's a little different story. Who did I send for that? That was recently. That was in Copenhagen. I thought that, that was, was in sick. Copenhagen. Yeah, that was fucking sick. Uh, oh my god, I can't believe I blanked on his because wasn't fucking that name. there had that huge thing Copenhagen going on at the exact same time, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, the yeah. So they had crazy. all these. Yeah, they had. Uh, they had all these like huge acts. I think it was like the first time. Like you know. Copenhagen Open was like the first time it was like big again. Yeah. Kind of. It was like the first time Copenhagen was like really big again. They had all these like huge acts and like people had snuck in already and like Villa had like an all time pass. So he was like going every night. <laughs> and they were like, kiss tonight. Let's do it, Brass. You're doing it. And I was like, still, it was like early. It was like a second night. We were there, a third night we were there. And I was like, oh, I don't know about that. That sounds kind of crazy. I'm an old, boring dad now. I'll probably bail on that. And they were like, no, really, we figured out the way in, like everything. We're all going, like it's going to be fine. And I was like, okay, if like if like 20 people can sneak in at once, I'm down. <laughs> so we ride out there, we wait till it's like kind of dark, which is like 10 o'clock at fucking in Copenhagen in summer. And everyone like rides up, they got the, the, the access to the back where you like kind of go deep into like the bush because the back of it is like, rural or what, I don't know what you call it. It's like behind Christiania. So it's like all grassy and you like tuck your bikes into the fucking bushes and they'd already like had this little hole in the fence and everyone like snuck through, you know, where the guy stands with the hole. Come on. <laughs> and then you're like, we're like fucking army crawled through all the, um, you know, with the trees up on the side of the hill all the way through. And then you get to the back and everyone's like waiting at the, uh, uh, you know, at the scaffolding, at the fencing at the back. And you could see, you could hear it, man. When you were coming up through the bushes, you could hear fucking Kiss playing already and you could like see the lights in the background. And I don't go to like big like fucking concerts or anything. So I was like, oh my goodness, this is crazy. <laughs> you know, you look back and your friends are like, oh, is this happening? And you get to the fence and we were like waiting. There was a uh, there was someone peeing at the fence because it's like right at the back of the venue. That's why you can sneak in because no one's like all the way at the back. Yeah. It's a huge thing. It's like 30,000 people there. So like a guy peeing and you got to wait till they like go back to their seat, you know? And they're like, all right, it's clear, let's go. And you got to sneak under and we're like, your elbow kind of goes through like where people have been peeing and you're like, fuck it. <laughs> Everyone like charges through. And it was like this magical thing where uh, Villa had already like painted his face with his friends and they'd gone in like the normal way earlier. And then... Uh, some of my friends from Australia that were there, they'd gone in like a different way or they'd got tickets. I don't know how. Lanny and his brother were there. We didn't actually see them, but it was like, aside from Lanny and his brother who were like right up the front, all of us like converged somehow. I think Hugo got the night off with his baby being there and it was like, all of a sudden, it was seriously like 40 people. We all got together. We're like, oh my God, this is happening. And Bill and his friends got their face painted. And it was just like, yes! And then I was made for love and you made And we went crazy. And then one of the English guys loves to get naked. Don't know about that. That's yeah. a thing that he does. Gets completely naked. And he's like fucking sick something like you guys. And just starts throwing himself around. M mind you, we're pretty far back. So it's like, 
Copenhagen like normal people sitting there with like a wine on a blanket kind of oh, kind of no. area, you know, yeah. up on the hill. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like fucking tumbling his body into people <laughs> with his like dick flying around, and then Billy starts wrestling, and we're like, "What's happening?" But everyone's like so excited that there's you know it's kiss. It's like we're just going crazy anyway. So security finally comes over, and was like, "All oh, you guys don't have." whatever they were you're out but they were coming up from the from the main area and we were like on the hill at the back so we had the upper ground so they come up and try and grab someone and then someone would like push them they like roll down the hill it was like so juvenile but it was like no one was getting hurt even the people with the naked guy they were okay it wasn't like bad vibes yeah it was was okay it was all right (laughs) until another security guy came and they like grabbed this kid axel and I was like, no way, man, that's wrong. You can't just grab him. <laughs> they were like trying to hold him and like drag him out of there, you know. So I like pushed him off. And then it was like, now I'm the bad guy. So the security guys are coming after me. And this one kid, I, fe- I don't even know his name. I don't remember it. He was like, you need to run now. And I was like, okay, let's go. I don't know. I was just fighting. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Up the hill fucking. Uh, and he was running behind me. And you know how Kareem hits the fence, Kareem Campbell, when he jumps, I forget what it is, and he's like, does that sick flip thing, you know how you flip over a fence? Yeah, yeah. I've never done it before, but I was all like, hopped up on Kiss, boom, hit over the thing, like, charged through all the bushes, out of there, <laughs> got out, like, yeah, we're fine. And the kid behind me was like, they were cops, man. Oh, he pushed no. the cop. Oh, shit. They tried to pull me down off the fence, that was crazy. How did you get through the bushes so fast? I like somehow remembered like the path out, you know? Wow. And he's like, I was just following something white in front of me. And it was like a big polar logo on my shirt. And he was just following it through <laughs> the bushes. Douche, and we got out of there and it was fine. Holy fuck, dog. But it was, <laughs> it escalated so fast. It was like, yeah. seriously, from like everyone just being so excited to like meet up at this crazy thing that everyone like snuck into to like now the naked guy and the cops. And it was fucked. But uh, everything, everyone, it was fine. Axel Kid got away. Everyone, it was, no one got hurt, nothing. It was, it was it's a nice wow. one. That's epic, yeah. dog. Yeah, it was really fun. That was a big, that was a big one. Copenhagen, baby. Right. <laughs> another, another story time, man. Can you? What's the story behind you eating sand? <laughs> I wonder if that's from Midzi or Harry. Um, there's a famous double set in Perth, like an undercover double set. Greylands? I swear it's called Greylands. And it was like. Deep at the end of like a trip, like the last day, we were like pretty sifted at that point. Like, you know, you're like all been in the rental car, like in the van together. And it was like just Hail Mary kind of session. I don't know what everyone was trying. I think Rainbird was trying something. I'd like had a beer and then just try to backside flip it. I can't even backside flip down stuff really. And I was there with Alex Campbell. He's like, I definitely backside flipped that when I was like 15. You don't remember? And I was like, oh, shit, I don't know. Sorry, brother. <laughs> uh, and my friend Harry Clark was trying to frontside wall ride like down the double set. Pretty early doors, by the way, for like people just frontside wall riding shit. Mm-hmm. So it was like kind of a big deal. And I think he'd like wanted to do it for ages. And, uh, and I got all juiced up. There's a clip of me heel flipping over the rail over the side. And that was like the same, whoa, I'll just try whatever. And that happened really quick. So I was like, fuck it, Harry. I don't even know what. It was like a backstory of like us. I don't know. I don't need to go into the, in, the inside joke, but there was like a thing about eat sand. Can't, but it, was, it was a thing where everyone was like, eat sand. 
Like it was like, a, you know, like a uh, or like an O'Doyle rules. It's like an O'Doyle rules situation yeah. where someone was like, eat sand. So we were all talking about eat sand. And I was like, Harry, this go and I'll eat sand. And he frontside warrior down the double set and I dove head first, like no arms, <laughs> mouth open <laughs> into it. Because there was a kid's sand pit right there. There was a double set at a primary school. And I just, oh. <sighs> Oh my and fucking, God. it was like split my lip kind of with all the sand oh. getting shoveled in there. I don't even think he liked the roll away. I think he kept trying the front side. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there spitting out sand, trying to rinse my mouth out. God damn. Yeah, that was fun. That was like a good level. You know, you get like a real level of insanity <laughs> on a skate trip. And, you know, you're all trying tricks and stuff. At the end, it's like pretty nuts. Oh, yeah. And it's like an inside joke within a joke within like more insanity and someone like trying something. That was like a good, that's definitely why you brought that up because that was a good time. Yeah, we can relate to yeah, most of that wrong. except for the eating sand part. Oh. <laughs> to each their own. Yeah, the joke within a joke insanity two weeks into a skate trip. Trying Fuck, to explain yeah. that to someone else and they're like, just nodding with you. Yeah, exactly. Or like your girl sees you on Instagram eating, jumping into a sandbox. You're like, but it was, it made sense at the time, you know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, dude, I hate to be that guy, but we got to ask a beard question, man. You've been in the game <laughs> a long time, and we've never seen your face without the beard. You're kind of like yep. the James Harden of the skate game. Everyone like <laughs> wants to see your face, but like even your girl Brittany says you guys have been together for a long time, and she's never seen you clean shaven, man. Is anyone years. ever going to get to see what's under there? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> the funny thing is, like, you see videos of like dads shaving their face, and then their kids are like super freaked out. Like, who the fuck is this yeah. guy? <laughs> like, yeah, it fucks them up. Yeah, yeah. Someone told someone told me that if you're gonna change your appearance, yeah, drastically when you have small children, you're supposed to do it in front of them so uh, they like see it happen, yeah. oh so they can God. like fucking process it. But if they like go to school or something, then you come and you're like, hey. Look, oh, they're they're like, like, who the, the fuck, fuck is this guy? Call the yeah, police, yeah, yeah. mom. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I don't know. You can't shave it off now, can you? Should I be completely honest? Who's fucking that? They're, they're tuning in. You know, it's part of the fucking brand. Yeah. What am I supposed to do? Shave it? I got sick. Of, I got sick of shaving my head. Yeah, that's for sure. Look at this. Oh, this fuck. fucking! I got like a bunch of hair. That looks <laughs> wicked. That whole thing, the whole like shaved head beard thing, I feel like all of a sudden it was like guys at the supermarket were like, hey, dude, me too. <laughs> and you're like, no, not like, me too, bro. What the fuck is bro. going on? Yeah. yeah, no, 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 no. Some fucking like guy with a rip curl hat like takes, look, me. Me and you, I love man. that look, like in yeah. San Diego. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I got to get out of this. Yeah. Well, you grow a nice head yeah, of hair, though. Beard. Fuck. Yeah. Hairline's still hanging in there. Yeah. We're doing okay. Dude. I heard you had an out when you turned pro. You were supposed to shave it because you didn't need a beard gimmick anymore, according to your homies. Yeah, yeah, yeah pro shave. Yeah, pro that shave. was a joke for a while. <laughs> yeah, 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 pro shave was like a fucking joke for a bit. Once you get your foot in the door, you can do it or whatever. <laughs> I think that was like, that turned into a whole thing too, where like you get so far into your career, you like need to do something. Oh. <laughs> like what? Spice you know what I mean? Up. Like why did he, uh, who, who are we talking about? We're like. Uh, why did Gino leave chocolate? Now he's on FA. Doesn't even make. But it's like, oh, now there's something to talk about. Yeah. You're like, oh shit, I've had a quiet year. I better shave his beard so I can't start talking about me again. No, oh. no, nah, nah, I just, I don't know. It's here for now. It's staying for a while. Strong look, man. It's gonna be a shocker yeah. if you ever get rid of it at this point. 
maybe that I, was, I thought I joked about that too, or well, not a joke, but uh, it came up where there's like a thing. It's like a charity, world's greatest shave, mm. and you can like get you can get like a bunch of momentum if it was like that. Oh, <laughs> you could. I may, wouldn't, wouldn't people be like, oh, I'll donate for this guy who's like the beard guy to like cut it off, and then like all of a sudden it's like a good. It's like a, that would be a good reason, yeah. sort of. That would be. I don't know. Well, you started mentioning it a bit earlier, but can you tell us the the beard story or the flight story to Melbourne but that we assume was about the beard? It just is a weird circumstance for that to, like, happen. So I was moving. It was the flight moving to Melbourne. It was, like, the flight from Sydney to Melbourne. From like I, like moved, I like did a skate trip and then moved to Melbourne off the back of a skate trip, which seems like a ridiculous idea now that I look back at it. But whatever. I was hungover. It was, like, a middle of the day. Flight seemed normal. Read a, tried to read a book for, like, five minutes. Fell asleep, like, face down on the table, you know? Mm-hmm. And then you got to put it up when you go down. Just looked out the window, pretty fucking feeling pretty shitty on the way down, you know, slept on the thing the whole time. No idea, just casual, just went on with my life. And then like two weeks later, my dad calls me and he's like, yeah, the federal police like came to the house. You were reported for suspicious behavior on a flight. And he like asked me all these questions. He's like, do you remember what book you were reading? Do you think you were talking in your sleep? I was like, how would I know if I was talking in my sleep? I'm asleep. I was like, what the fuck is going on? It was like my dad was like kind of talking weird on the phone. And it was because they'd asked him to like have the conversation with me oh. while they were there so they could like, they could like listen to my normal answers. Yeah. Wow. Obviously, my dad is not a fucking snitch. He knew that I'm not like some suspicious guy. Mm-hmm. So he's like, yeah, whatever. I'll talk to him and ask all these questions. Who cares? But they went there because that was like my r- most recent address because I like just moved to Melbourne. Otherwise, they would have showed up wherever I was like renting in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. But it was like this whole thing. Then they, they fucking did, got him to ask all the questions, all slick like that, while they were listening. Wow. And then they came on the phone and then asked me like similar questions. And they like let it slip. They just referred to the person who had reported me as she. But they're not actually supposed to like tell you like who it is or whether they were like close to you or not. Mm-hmm. It was just like some someone on the flight, blah blah blah. She said this, but I have like absolutely no other information. There was maybe like a lady who was like, I thought she thought I was like kind of stinky. Because she like kind of looked at me kind of weird or something like that. Maybe like a bad breath or something. But that's like hangover anxiety maybe. I don't think, I don't think anything of it. And then it turns to this whole thing. And they like, oh, then they asked me all the questions on the phone. And then my parents, they were like given the fucking person. They had been given the person's name who like worked for the federal police. And then they had to like call to like make sure that I wasn't like red flagged anymore. Jesus. Do you know what I mean? Like, make yeah. sure that they had like processed me. Otherwise, it was going to like stay that I'm like this crazy person. You got to like fucking screen on a flight or something wow or not let on a flight i don't know what it was going to try and turn into i don't even know what she thought i don't know what it would the only thing is like obviously maybe if he's asking me about what i was reading or if i was talking to my sleep maybe i don't know did they think i was like praying in my sleep or reading like a reading like a satanic book Or did they think I was... This is the only thing I think of. They thought I was going to like try and fuck people's lives up in some horrible, terrorizing way. Or they thought I was smuggling drugs. What else do people get report? What is suspicious on a, on a flight, you know? Yeah. I, have, I have no idea. And then whatever, it got, it got squashed. Huh. But yeah, it's pretty fucking... Pretty weird. That's crazy. That's that one. Sometimes people do that, though. Like, when you've been drinking or, like, you're hungover, you do have, like, crazier dreams or, like, talk in your sleep. Or, like, some people even sleepwalk, like... Mm-hmm. We got one homie that Ben Davis who fucking 
when he's been drinking, anything's possible with that guy, man. <laughs> <laughs> He'll get up and piss anywhere or, you know. Yeah, That's yeah. Sketchy. No, I've definitely, like, I've definitely pissed myself before, but I don't get up and wander around or anything. I don't do anything super weird that I know of. Yeah. What else What else we got, boys? <laughs> Getting tired of us? <laughs> get, no, get, say, let's start, keep it going. asking us questions soon. <laughs> I do want to know more about you. I don't know what you guys do. What do you do? That's what I'm like. What do these guys do? Uh, I'm an electrician, or like I'm Are trying you? to be. Yeah, I'm like in the middle, in the midst of an apprenticeship. Yeah. Oh, you doing your apprenticeship? Yeah. Fuck yeah. 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 So we got a new polar <laughs> video coming out, man, and you guys are about to go on uh, <laughs> a rock star <laughs> video premiere tour trip, dog. You looking forward to that or what? Man, I kind of white. I cannot wait. Nah, it's really that you get to all be together again. Yeah, and enjoy the fruits That's of your like, labor, man. That part for sure. Yeah, like everyone was excited to see the video come out. So is no one like no? As I was saying before, no one's seen it. Mm-hmm. None of us. Like Pontus, like the only one who's seen it. Is uh, Pontus using Jamie's Hotel dot com guy, or or <laughs> Pontus roll a little bit different? <laughs> I fucking hope not. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. I don't know where we're staying yet, actually. <laughs> I can't see Pontus. Yeah, it's gonna be that. like a. It's good. <laughs> Tell Pontus to fly oh. us out for one of the premieres, man. That's what we need right about. Yeah. Shit. yeah. Nah, fuck that. Then, then the money for my nice hotel is going to flying you guys out. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm now I'm now I'm in the Jamie backpackers. <laughs> I don't want that. So what's next for Nick Baserio, man? Other than the uh, superstar video premiere tour. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of crazy to like have it all this stuff open up. Jeff Campbell, who films and does Nike stuff here, he's working on stuff as well. But it's like all the people that I've filmed with recently, I feel like they all just got released from like these like bigger projects. Mm. So I'm excited to like just do just more smaller things, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Tao uh, Tao isn't going to be locked into this like crazy polar thing, you know. And there's another guy, Cyrus, who's filming with polar now uh i don't know i've been talking with, before lockdown before my last knee surgery and stuff like that i was talking with uh jacob harris fucking do it tri- i don't know there's a million i don't know i want to do as much as, as i can while still <laughs> fucking tricking as many people as possible into sending people to australia because that's a i really want i feel like it's time for people to start coming back here mm-hmm. when it's summer here and winter there that's what i really want to do sick that's what we were going to do originally. When Passport did the Nike shoe, that first conversation was like it was going to be like a Passport Polar thing and then like all the guys were going to come over here like when it's summer here and then all the, and then all the Passport guys were going to go to Europe when it was like mm. winter here and summer mm. there, you know. Like the original chat, that never like came to fruition. But yeah, what's next is trying to get lots of people to come to Australia and film and do cool trips here. That's what I really want to do. Yeah, well, Vans, you hearing that? Let's go, man. <laughs> you know, so say the greatest what, shoe on earth, Nike. Say that uh, Vans does send us out there, man. What What's the trick for the gold rail? Like we didn't forget. Yes. Oh, yeah. yes. We didn't forget. <laughs> so wait, the big the big one. We're talking about the bigger one, or the is the small one still? It's a new chapter. You're not gonna You're not gonna be going for the one with the pillar around it. You're going for the. It's not that much bigger. Shit. Just claim whatever you're gonna claim. Stick with it's it. It's probably ABD. But I'm gonna go with a switch front Smith. 
Ooh. Switch front Smith. Let's go, man. ABD, I'm Has sure. Has anyone done okay. that? But I have no idea. I'm not really a I'm not really a skate knowledge. I'm not really like a source of skate knowledge, mm. even if it's my local famous <laughs> rail. If the run up's <laughs> perfect and the rail looks perfect, I'll uh I'll the, at least the, Wait, what's what it. what stance are you when you're rolling up switch? Goofy. Like I'm regular. Yeah. It's the best. You have no fucking excuse. You've got no out. Now we just need that goofy, plane ticket. <laughs> goofy front side is perfect. It's like tiles, like flush. Oh, okay. You got the good angle, especially for Switch Front Smith. You got the good angle. That's a oh. next level claim. It's like a spot <laughs> the furthest away from us as possible. I love claiming tricks in <laughs> yeah. other countries, man. <laughs> and you land them, they feel uh, so much better than any other claims. <laughs> When you've never been yeah, there, to, yeah. <laughs> Switch Smith. I haven't even. How are you one. claiming Switch Front Smith on like a proper handrail? Aren't you like as old as me? You're not going to do We're that. We're probably trip. older than you. <laughs> How many stairs is it? Uh, I don't know, ten or twelve or something. Damn. If it's ten, the stairs are kind of small. If it's ten, I I can I'll I'll hold on to the claim. If it's like twelve, that might be a little much, but. <laughs> <laughs> there was an old, there was an old, uh, like rule of thumb with like the New Zealanders here. I don't even remember what it was, but it's like anything over a five. It's like anything over a six is a ten. <laughs> anything over tens a fourteen. Everything over fourteen is a twenty. Okay, you know. Okay. So you're like, well, if you're gonna skate, if you're gonna get a skate a twenty, you may as well just skate a fifteen because it's gonna look like it. You know what I mean? Oh, it's it, look it was the like same, this yeah. about which way. You know what I mean? I like that. I think I think you, that's where your mindset kind of is too. Mm-hmm. The problem is. I, I'm more familiar with the dimensions of the smaller one. Like I was gonna say, like switch flip front mm. board, the small one. Whoa. But if that thing's gone, then we're <laughs> talking. I, it's not gone. It's just not the same vibe. There's something mm. I forget what it is. Oh, you know what it is? They put. You know what it is? They have. Um, they have blind oh. bumps that run oh. uh, on the landing. There's no. You can't put blind bumps in the train station. Like I was saying with the with the yeah, yeah. heritage thing. But I think there's like blind bumps that run sh- straight out from the landing of the middle one. Mm, okay. Yeah. We'll chip that shit up for you. <laughs> Switch flip front board. Yes. You get both. Then you get a trick on both yeah, rails. That was probably like, I would have had to do that one like eight years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I can still, a man can still dream. That's one thing I haven't done is, um, it's creepy guys, old footage. Oh, yeah, you probably think well, I'm insane open. right now. When I said Switch Smith, the look on your face, you're like, <laughs> you thought I was going to say board slide to fakey? I don't think that's outside <laughs> nah, you, the realm No, 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 it wasn't that. You can put the shots fired on this <laughs> fucking shit, too. Yeah. That trick's kind of weird, isn't it? <laughs> Which one? Switch Smith? Switch front Smith? I like that trick, man, on a round rail. Who's, who are you gassing up that Enough does that? people that I respect have done them. What's the iconic one? Uh... Wait, did Hardy do a big one? Damn. I was going to say Nyjah, but that's divisive. <laughs> um, yeah. Who, that's not going to sell me on no, it, really. Hold on, hold on. I got to think of a good one right here. It's just an odd, it's just an odd one. I thought oh, it'd be like, you know, I'm yeah, going to not, like not a very that's common like a class, you know. Sure. James Brockman. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Brockman had the good switch game. With the weird switch trick, switch fifty down Hollywood sixteen. Wait, I gotta think of a better one. Even P Rod has done them. P Rod's done switch front Smiths. What did P Rod do on the little gold rail? Nolly front nose. That guy's done fucking everything. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. That was good. In bloom. I can't wait. I can't wait. Bunt trip. Melbourne 2024. Switch front Smith. Start yeah. training now. I don't know Get if we can wait till twenty twenty four, dog. The way we're moving, <laughs> it's gotta it's gotta be sooner than later before we're done, son. <laughs> I'm trying to give you time to like train and get yourself in fighting no, time's shape. Not our, time's not our friend. <laughs> time's working against you. Yeah. Switch front feeble would be sicker, but I would probably die if I tried that because I'll stick, at, I'll stick <laughs> a few times before I could grind yeah. that to the bottom. I thought that's what you were going to say for the little one. Switch front feeble. That was my guess. Yeah. Anyways, all right, man. I got to see your footage, I guess, because... Yeah. That sounds fucking insane as well. Switch front people. <laughs> no, no, I couldn't do that. I just learned those. I've only yeah, done you it watch little, his tape, little yo. park reels. But I do need to watch you the like tape. You like Stevie Williams. Hell no, nah, I ain't seen your tape. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is about time. You got to watch the tape then, Stevie. <laughs> Send me the link. <laughs> Send me the link. Isn't this you fucking supposed to watch all my... Did you watch my old footage? Did we you have watch to, the man. extras? We have to. Did you watch the Australian montage in... Nike has be nothing but the truth. You're in that too. Yeah. Do you? Have, is there a Canada montage? I was gonna ask you about being a flow guy. Uh, was there ever a Canada this, Nike thing? This dude made a Canadian edit, but it was unofficial. I'm sure I could find it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got in the video in the only in the extras though. Yeah. Oh, that's is sick. it the one where Shane ends it? Yeah. Of course, Shane ends it. Yeah. That's no, that's no, that's no, um, uh, that's beardless footage. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Shit. Well, one of your homies, sorry, I can't remember their name off the top was like, told us to ask you about how you used to be an actually talented skater back in the day before you loosened your trucks <laughs> to become trendy. And he said to watch your old footage, but I, it was, I couldn't even find the old, old stuff on YouTube, but I'm going to rewatch that after this. Uh, the part that's not on the internet. Which I tell everyone is really, really good footage of me when I was a kid that proves how talented I used to be when my trucks were tight. Um, is Folklore View. Folklore made a oh, video shit. that I have a part in. But I don't think it actually fucking proves anything. <laughs> it's all the same. I only got, uh, there's no switch front fables. It's all the same five tricks that I do now. <laughs> it would be from Jeff because Jeff says like my fucking shit, my style looks all dumb because I got loose trucks and I'm wobbling around everywhere. Because I spent my whole childhood on tight trucks, and I don't know how to—I don't know—I don't know how to skate loose trucks. <laughs> and it's made me shit. Maybe that was my excuse. I tried to come up with excuses why I'm shitter now than I was when I was seventeen. Hey, we all are, man. Yeah, <laughs> that's the truth. He's shitter than he was when he was seventeen as well. <laughs> how old are you now? Uh, I'm thirty-four. Oh, sick. Oh, me too. Are you eighty-eight? Eighty-eight, second of January. Oh, hell yeah. Old head. Oh, that's, that's my boy's <laughs> birthday, man. Hell yeah. Yeah? Yeah, 88, January 2nd. I'm 88, May 25th. Shane uh, Nugget, Shane O'Neill has the same birthday, or he's the 1st of January, one or the other. Ooh, sick. He's basically 87, old head. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yo, 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 it's rapid fire with the ghost. And this week, we're brought to you by Spitfire Wheels. It's a huge week for Spitfire because they keep the heat coming with two new pro model wheels. First off, we got Kyle Wilson. First pro wheels coming hot with 54 millimeter, swirled green and black edition. 
and larger 56 millimeter natural formula for 99s. Big shouts to Kyle. Next up, we got Evan Smith, who wanted to do something different for his new Formula 4, Conical Foles Pro Editions. Look for limited, special edition, four color mashups packaged in custom reusable wooden Spitfire stash boxes with Evan's wheels. Look for these releases and the complete lineup of all Spitfire's formulas, shapes, and sizes at our friends at Westside, Soltis, 303, Smart Collective, Humidity, Cinema, and of course, your favorite local skate shop. All right, Nick, you know what time it is. A little rapid fire with your boys. <laughs> you ready? Ready as 11, B. Favorite skater. This one's fucked, though. All favorites are actually fucked. I'm not ready for this. Uh, duh. Your friends. Isn't your friends your favorite skater? Should Always. Be. Yeah. And especially at this age. If yeah. I'm being completely honest, my favorite skater is my friends. Right. Pick one. Sorry, Take everyone. It. Sorry, everyone else out there. Favorite video. My favorite video is video radio. Ooh. Sick. Favorite video part? Jerry Sue, Bag of Suck. Favorite style? It's Cardiel, probably. It's Cardiel, I reckon. Which skater had the biggest influence on the way you skate? On, if I'm on it, Appleyard was huge. Appleyard Oof. was huge. Most talented skateboarder on planet Earth? Grant Taylor, the chosen one. Favorite trick? <laughs> Switch front spin. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting roasted on that. Yeah, yeah wait for the wait for the illegal trick. I'm gonna send you under the bus. Same <laughs> um, uh, favorite trick is probably fifty fifties and ollies. That's sad. That's the truth. To do, yeah, grinds. Grinding is grinding is my favorite trick. Wow. Hardest trick for you? <laughs> Switch from fable. <laughs> Most illegal trick. So I live it, love it, 360 shove it. Oh. <laughs> Hell yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> Favorite clip you've ever gotten? Nose grind, frontside nose grind down uh, Blubber in New York. Yeah, that was so sick. That was in Life's Place. Mm, that one was like, it looks cool. It felt sick. I never escaped yeah. famous spots, really. You know what I mean? Mm. Worst trend you've ever been a part of? <laughs> Um, uh, same as you guys. I definitely rocked tall tees. Yeah, yeah, well, and, the, and and the t-shirt under the t-shirt too. Yeah, you know, and you like got to have the little strip of the underneath one sticking out. The underneath one's bigger. Nothing like a layered <laughs> look. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can't go wrong. I got a clip. I used to <laughs> with the tall tee probably as well, or at least a really unnecessarily big t-shirt. I've got a clip with like. Like a like a flare thing hanging out of my pocket as well. That wasn't even a trend. I just thought it was a sick idea. That <laughs> one's pretty bad. <laughs> oh. What's the gnarliest trick you've ever witnessed? It was the whole Skate Rock Australia trip. Seeing all of that transition skating in real life, it, w it was really fucked up. It was really fucked up. Uh. Everything that they did was in like 10 minutes. There was like this one session where they got out, we all got out at this park, I don't know where it was. And it was like, I swear to God, it was like 10 minutes long. 
It was Grant Taylor and Trujillo and like all these, and they just kind of rolled around for a little bit and then just went fucking insane. What's the one trick that got away? The one trick that got away. Fakie Grant. I'll never do a fakie switch 50 down a rail ever. I tried it on Terminator Rail in New York and I will, after falling, after trying, <laughs> I hit all of my body, like the opposite. <laughs> what Figgy did, I never, I would never do it again. I actually don't even write tricks off usually. I don't usually like let a slam like get to me or whatever the fuck you know i've had like real fakey 50 i will never ever do that what's the biggest bunt you've ever witnessed has anyone else already said jamie someone said jamie right like dragging people around honestly that's all i can think about he did like a thousand bunts he like dragged us around just bunting all over the place (laughs) (laughs) it's a lot it's not real though because the guy ended up impossible 50 in clipper anyway it wasn't impossible. It wasn't that trick that he bunted on. But he was like, it was bunting season for Jamie. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jamie. You can put it in the thing. But redemption, I have to at least have an out here. Because the truth is, he, it, I don't know, what was he, like 49? And he, that was like when he was filming for the video part that he impossible 50 clipper in. So shut my damn mouth. He impossible 50 clipper around That's that insane. same time. You know what I mean? So I was just there for bunting season. It was, <laughs> you know, I got to at least give him credit as well. Cause I never oh, yeah. thought, I did not think he was going to do that or any of the other things he did. Hey, shout out the chief. Man. <laughs> yeah. Major legend. Oh, fuck. What's the last new trick you learned? This is sad. I don't know. Probably back three, like years and years ago. Switch tray. I did. I've done one switch tray in my life, which is important to bring up in this uh, setting, isn't it? Oh yeah. Hell yeah. I thought I would die, never having done a switch tray, and I have (laughs) done one. I want video evidence. It's on Instagram. It is. It is. I have it. I have video evidence, and it's disgusting. I like that. Yeah. Probably the the last trick I learned, honestly, was probably back threes. What's your dream job after skating? I'm a father. I'm a parent. I'm a normal. I'm an. I'm an adult. I want to do something that's that's that provides for my family. Uh, I want to work for Kirksey. I want to be a builder. Favorite local brand? Hoddle. Hoddle is a board brand. That's here. Absolutely, the answer is Hoddle. Hoddle skateboards. Let's go. Favorite local skater? Let's go with the theme. Raf Langslow rides for Hoddle skateboards. What's the one sponsor you regret writing for? Ooh, skateboard.com.au. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Favorite teammate ever? Paul Grund. Worst teammate ever? Ooh. <laughs> uh, I wrote for Zero at the same time as Chris Cole. Damn. Cobra. Who's in video radio, dude? That's a sad arc, man. (laughs) He was gangster in video radio, though. Yeah, he's great there. Oh, that's a sad arc in one rapid fire from favorite vid star (laughs) to worst teammate. Oh, my God. Oh, worst company. Energy drinks, actually. Sorry. Fuck that monster logo on everyone's sleeves and they're slipping it in. Worst trend. You know what people used to do? They used to tie their hair up with a shoelace. Did you ever have a bunch of that? <laughs> Sorry, Bryce. 
Sorry, Jim. That shoelace headband shit. Even when it was hot, I did not like that. Worst style. Oh, I thought about this. <laughs> Chris Dobstaff. Oh. <laughs> we used to talk shit on Chris Dobstaff when I was young. We used to oh. call shit Dobby. Like, oh, that's Dobby. Like, it was really oh. like, a, it was a zing. I'm sorry, Chris Dobstaff. That, that was Dude. a real thing. Yeah. It was like an adjective for bad stuff. That's safe as go to, man. Just hit, hit the <laughs> storm. Yo, he was so good, though. Like, crazy. Yeah. But yeah. He was like the epitome of. It was like an adjective. Yeah. If something was Dobby, it was fucking ugly. Sorry, brother. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Last person you want on the sesh. Uh, the last person I want on the session is. I don't even think this person knew that they annoyed me. <laughs> I did a hardcore, uh, what's the hardcore in America? I did a dwindle, mixed brand dwindle trip. And it was like Brophy and uh, Jamie and stuff. It was like a mixed trip. I think we even went to Canada maybe. And uh, I'm sorry, Jimmy Carlin. <laughs> he is, was fucking yeah, annoying. <laughs> Yeah. Not like he's okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, man, Jimmy Collin. He's just tough. <laughs> he did Poor it. Poor bastard. Man. Poor bastard. I could have said Joey Brzezinski too. He's on the same trip. <laughs> throw them so, both in. You know what? I've gone from hesitating <laughs> to throwing two under. <laughs> Jimmy and Joey Brzezinski. Jimmy and fucking Joey. Dumb and dumber. <laughs> I don't want a Jimmy and Joey there at all. Yeah. All right, y'all. That's going to wrap up our interview with the legend, Nick Basario. <laughs> Had to hit you with it the one time, you know. Dude, thank you for coming on the show. Man, you killed it, bro. Nah, thanks for having me. Hell yeah, bro. Cheers. Appreciate it. You know what time it is. The end. <laughs> <laughs> back to the post office brought to you by our good friends over at dickie skateboarding quality workwear since 1922 from the work site to the streets nobody keeps you fitted like dickies and if you're a working man like me and the ghost and it's getting cold out there you need to bundle up with that dickies gear being on the work site all day out in the cold ain't easy but dickies makes life just a little bit easier man all right ghost who we got up first you've got mail all right first up we got an email from benedict della hunty what's up bunters love the show and everything y'all do question is are there any favorite or memorable times you had to call out or check a guest statement my favorite was when daryl angel said his favorite trick was back tail and you guys called him out for drooping them and not getting his his tail fully on the ledge i totally agree there's plenty of photo and video evidence of his droopy back tails and i love that you guys didn't let that slide appreciate how real y'all are and not unnecessarily overly positive p.s this happened during rapid fire maybe some sort of rapid fire highlights best of compilation would be a dope bonus episode yo i well i mean this is an awesome episode for this question to come up because 
me and me and Nick had a little disagreement on Switchfront Smiths. And by the time you're listening to this, we may or may not have posted our little uh, video <laughs> to correlate with that disagreement. So that was definitely my, my recent favorite call out. Or he called me out and I had to be like, nah, I disagree. Switch Smiths are dope. <laughs> Dude, it's funny because over the years, I feel like we've become more confident in just kind of checking a guest or calling them out for something like sometimes the guests even like feel it's coming from us they like know that we're gonna say something like i think when you you chirped carlos ribeiro about his willy grinds he like <laughs> he felt it coming but back in the day when we were first starting and like it was definitely a little bit more nerve-wracking i remember we wanted to call gilbert out I think it was like in the first three years of doing it, just about how big his pants were. Yeah. And the way we do the interviews is just like, it's just a huge list of questions and we just alternate back and forth, obviously. And I think we were both like eyeing up like who was going to have to call out Gilbert. And there was a little bit of nerves to call out one of the best in the game. But, but that was funny. <laughs> and obviously, as all the guests do, took it well, took it in stride and just hit us back. Oh, dude, I, I don't remember who read that, but I definitely remember that feeling of like, oh, shit, the pants question's coming up. Like, who's it going to land on? But bonus episodes. I'm telling you, man, you guys are getting a bonus post office episode, and then we're going to work on a best of episode as well, which will hopefully be some of the best rapid fires, best stories of all time, and Maybe some of Safe's best rundown antics of all time as well. We'll see, we'll see how much time we have, but a best of episode is definitely coming, man. Yeah, because shit, we might have a decent break on our hands with the holidays coming up, so we'll make sure we set some time aside to work on some bonus content. All right, next up, we've got an email from Matt Miller. Yo, Bump Boys, huge fan from Asheville, North Carolina. What's a pair of shoes you have liked on the wall at a skate shop or on someone else, but when you skate them, you just can't stand the way they look from above? I always liked the Janowskis from afar, but a foot, I couldn't vibe. Also, as a fellow Sparky, I gotta know, what boots are you rocking on the job site, Dono? Shouts to my brother Andrew for turning me onto the pod to get through lockdown, and shouts to you guys for getting me back into sports. Hell yeah. Andrew, thanks for listening. Love that you're getting back into sports. Shoes. Bef way before Vans years and years and years ago, I used to get uh, like a shop full blessing from the good homie West Lotes of Converse. And I always liked the Chuck Taylor. But like, I just can't look at it from the top with like the big plastic toe piece. I don't know. It just was just was not for me that's that's the one that sticks out because i love it in footage man i think it looks wicked such a classic silhouette but from the top is as everybody knows a completely different ball game yeah fuck i'm racking my brain trying to remember which pair of shoes it is for me but i know that feeling 100 percent. but i just sorry i can't think of uh the shoe that the specific shoe but that's like one of the realest annoying things ever where you're like oh if i get a clip in these like it'll look sick but i fucking hate looking down at them uh right now on the job site i have some like slip on dewalt boots kind of just like a blundstone looking boot because it's easy to get on and off a lot of times i leave my boots on the site but i think i'm gonna have to switch up to some sort of lace up man like 
it's the boots are getting too loose and just feels kind of sloppy so i'm actually in the market for new boots man so yo matt miller hit my dm if you got a good uh recommendation next up we got an email from will ogerman drop your top five ottawa skaters there's ottawa legends that like you forget are from ottawa like is mccrank from ottawa i actually do think so yeah yeah so like Galia wasn't born in ottawa but we'll consider him an ottawa guy i'll go with Galia, mccrank wade spencer hamilton mitch barrett and uh i just gotta throw paul trepp in there so six but there's fuck there's too many love ottawa yeah. Mike Fife, Gio Namini, James Abraham, Trent Matley. Pretty much our Big whole Fife. squad of friends from Ottawa are are the top 5 to 10 to 20, basically. Canadian, Jesus Christ. I mean, what a good group of guys that came out of Ottawa, man. It's fucking wicked. Yeah, we can't forget Charlie, too. All right, next up, we've got an email from Al Hodgson. Word up, butt man. Huge fan of the pod. Tyler Suri episode was dope. He's always been a favorite and definitely way too underrated in the game. Talking of overlooked skaters, I have a question for Seifa. What are your three favorite Dono street clips? Put some shine on the man's moves for God's sake. The people need to know. Grateful for what you guys do. Peace, Al. Fucking love this guy. Yo, Mandem saying for God's sakes as if... Yeah, yeah. For God's sakes, I agree. Like, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Is this a fucking fake email that you sent in, Dono? No, it's legit. Hotmail.co.uk. That's got to be just, legit. You just created a little email to get a little shine, eh? I see how I see how we do in it these days. Hey, for God's sakes, man. KD gets away with it, so can I. <laughs> um, top three favorite Dono clips. I know I said we weren't going to do questions that we've done in the past. But we've definitely done some version of this in the past. But Donald needs some extra shine these days. So mm. let's give it to the people right here. At number three, fucking swagging it up with some extremely hype trick selection. Back in the Dizzy. Coming up at the Scarborough Bank to ledge. Switch 180 all the way over and around on the ledge to back 5-0. Back in the bank to fakey. Just tremendous trick selection never done that trick always thought it looked cool don't see it that often at number two just because i could never do this because i don't have pop dono switch flipped over the saint dennis rail into the bank in the beaches here back when he was an east end man like me until he ditched us for the west end because he's so hip now and <laughs> at number one I think this is definitely the one I've said before, but switch backside flip over the, the what, what do you call that? The fucking... Now, now gone. Church wall. Church wall to drop. I've said it many times before. Switch backside 180 tricks are some of like the hardest tricks to ride away from for me. People like the Smith and Dono can do it, but that shit always has me slipping out, and he did it so bolts. That one's on YouTube, so fucking... Al, man, YouTube. What do you type in, Donald? I don't no, don't know. worry. We'll we'll be posting these three clips. It's nothing, man. All right, all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a little post office. Or sorry, story story post coming. You will see my favorite three clips of Donald. There you have it. Fuck. What a guy, Al Hodgson. 
Oh, and random shout out to Tyler Suri Donovan. I don't know if you saw the the bunt Insta DM. Tyler sent us. He hit a fucking hole in one. What today? Yeah, check check the story. It's in his story. Fucking Damn. epic. Yeah, we must have got him resparked on golf. All right, next up we got an email from Johnny Velvet. Hey, bunt gang. I'll try to make this short. <laughs> On the Kevin Braun episode in the rundown, Seifa almost called the Tennessee Titans coach Dan Drahobel, and it got me thinking, <laughs> if you had to construct a football team of pro skateboarders, old or new, who are you picking to make a solid roster? I want to hear both of your picks. For example, head coach, I'm going with Ave, a healthy veteran that means business, wide receiver, Tyshawn for the pure athleticism. For quarterback, I'm taking Mason Silva, He's young with a good head on his shoulders and doesn't look like he's slowing down anytime soon. Hope that gives you an idea of what I mean. Um, well, Johnny, you must have never met Mason because he's way too short to be a quarterback. But uh, be running into ne- Kyler Murray issues. <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Uh, all right, yeah, let's just do the main positions. For head coach, I'm taking the fucking chief, man. Jamie Thomas gets the job done. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the type of discipline, intensity, ferocity you need to win a football game. If Jamie Thomas had picked a different career path and decided to get into football coaching, I'm sure he'd be an all-time great. For my head coach, I'm going to go in a little bit of a different direction. A guy who motivates his team in a different way. New age type of thinker. Pontus Alv will be my head coach. Okay. You know, he can run a damn good team as well. Marketing out the Wahoo. We're going to be selling tickets. It's good for the team, good for the brand. (laughs) Are the head coaches thinking about marketing? Is that a new thing I didn't know about? I'm the fucking general manager, so they better be. (laughs) All right. Next up. Wide receiver. Wide receiver. Who are you taking? I'm going to go with. My man, Deshaun Jordan, just a pure athlete. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Actually, sure, yeah, Deshaun Jordan. Fuck it. Beast. He's got the speed. Did you see his run the other day? I think it was like a USA skateboarding thing at P-Rods Park. And he did like 10 tricks that are all just insane on their own. Like, he's, he's a true athlete. Pretty good. Pretty good, you know. Uh... I'm not sure how tall he is, but he's not like overly tall, so guardable in the jump ball. Devonte Smith styles, man. I'm gonna Tyreek go with Hill. Donta Hill. He's got the oh. height. We know he's okay. an athlete. He's okay. in the boxing ring. Footwork's gotta be nasty. Donta Hill, like that. starting wide receiver. I love that. As a matter of fact, we're gonna when add I one hope- more here. Let's add running back. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. When I when I was about to switch my Deshaun Jordan, it was for this homie. But in the skate world, it's hard to think of a good running back. But I got to go with our boy, T-Dot Mans, Stefan Boca, man. Mm. We running over motherfuckers. That is that's a great choice. It's a great choice at running back. Who you, who you taking, Rod Ferens? My running back. Fullback? <laughs> is going to be an, a running back, fullback mix. You know, he's coming towards the end of his career, but I'm hoping to push a little bit more out of this uh, tank. Brandon Beeble will be the starting running back of my football team. Stephon Boca, you're lucky you're on offense because if you were playing defense against them, it would not be pretty. 
real shit. Uh, lo- love the question, Johnny. Quarterback, man, we need a quarterback. Oh, we didn't do quarterback yet. We need a quarterback. Oh fuck, this is very important. Oh, I- I've got my quarterback. <laughs> this man can take a hit like a champ, or at least he could in his younger days. He's he's got the swag. He's got the. He actually really has the look. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna go with our brother, James Hardy. I could just see him dropping back in the pocket and launching them deep. And he's got legs. Let's go. You know, I'm really happy you didn't take my boy here. You know, I thought about him at wide receiver, but I just think he's a he's a bigger part of the team than put him in at wide receiver. It's a man that we know very well. Justin Henry, absolute oh. athlete, young, mobile, versatile. That when that pocket breaks down, you know he's getting out there in space. Justin Henry, my quarterback of the future, man. Okay, okay. Fuck, that's a great pick. That was a wicked email. Johnny Velvet, top five email of the of the season. That's actually gonna be our our Instagram vote of the week. My football team versus yours. I think I got this one nailed. Oh, headed oh, for the win. Okay, column. yeah, yeah. Let's go, <laughs> let's go, baby. Headed for the win column. You got me on coach, but that's about it, baby. But we, yo, we might have to add a a, a little video component to it where they can like, because if not, everyone's familiar with every skater we picked. Yeah. Just so they can see the physicality of everyone we named. Okay. I like. But no this. one's no one's taking anyone like. You know the chief is going to break down your fucking loose ball coach, man. I know, but the problem is he might lose the dressing room after a week or two. <laughs> the, the boys might be, you know. This guy's talking about sleeping on floors and cracking the sheets. I don't know if the, if the boys in the football team are going to get down with that. Bro, our team's going to be staying at fucking motel in whatever shit even in our hometown man that's what Just i'm to saying feel like Pontus we Al's gonna be personally serving up aperol spritz we're gonna be in europe in the off season oh my it's gonna god gonna be a hell of a life you guys are going 0 and 17 man. <laughs> the obj new york giants man yeah all right next up we've got an email from ralph lloyd davis Hey, Donovan and Seifa, I wanted to record my first voice note, but the button isn't working. Oh, well, here's my question. Any chance you guys record a special episode where you interview a sports personality and just talk skate industry gossip in the rundown instead? Hmm. If so, who's on your guest list? Keep those episodes coming and shout out to the Roadman Ants. Peace, Ralph. So he's talking about flipping the bunt upside down. We're getting a sports guy in, and we're talking skate in the rundown. Who's your preferred sports guest? That's a great question. There's so many athletes I'd love to interview. I mean, I'm watching Chiefs, Chargers right now. I'd love to get Kill a Trav in the building. He seems like a good time. Dude, I got to put more time into him and his brother's pod because it looks hilarious. Yeah, I haven't listened yet. I've been meaning to. But you know how it is. There's like only so many hours in the day, and sometimes know, it's like hard to keep up with your your go for me this is kind of easy i've listened to a bunch of pods with this guy and i listen to their pod it's kind of a two for one but i love the spin chicklets podcast right now the the hockey stories these guys dig up on their guests is it's just incredible so i would take the hosts biz nasty and ryan whitney 
bring them inside the pod. I think it will be nonstop laughs. And say they also do this funny thing where they film a video and go play golf against some of their guests. And it's hilarious, man. And I think you'd get down. Okay, okay. <clears throat> yeah, maybe that could be a bonus thing we do one day. We got a couple connections to some NHL players that are are uh, good homies. Maybe we, we holler at them in their off season. We, we need some NBA connects, though. But NBA players, I don't know, man. They seem like so guarded. I don't know. Because, like, we don't, if you don't know them already, like, it, I feel like it'd be hard to get some, some joke shit going, you know? Mm hmm. All right, next up, we got an email from Julian D. Yo, Bunt Boys, I'm tired of these skateboard questions. So here's my question What are your views on UFOs? Have you seen any unexplained lights in the night sky? You know anyone that was abducted by extraterrestrials? My coworker claims to be abducted as a kid, but I find it hard to believe. Also, Tyshawn for Sodi, no debate. Shout out Faces Skate Shop in Tempe, AZ. Yo, man, them coming in hot, eh? Tired of skate questions, but then he just had to throw in Tyshawn for Sodi. Yo, classic. I can't, I can't wait though. Whatever Supreme's got cooking up. You know Tyshawn's about to shit on the whole game again. Oh yeah, you know he's got the ender and it's gonna be fucking savage. The general, man. <laughs> UFOs. Shit, man. Back in my weed smoking days, I'd probably be convinced there's some shit out there, but I don't know. The way people are moving nowadays, man, we got fucking UFOs on Earth, dog. So <laughs> it's, it's a crazy world we're living in, man. I don't even need to think it's crazier out there. Here, here's my view on on that shit in a nutshell i a thousand percent believe in <laughs> extraterrestrial life uh i feel like it's almost like ignorant or just like selfish or something to to believe that we're the only planet with life it just there's what billions of stars out there like there's no way we're the only planet with the perfect distance to like have this atmosphere and life or whatever so i for sure think there's aliens out there but as far as ufos coming into our orbit i don't know and the whole abduction thing i, I don't i don't think so uh i wouldn't rule it out 100 percent, but I, I don't think so all right last email of the week coming in from two story what up mother bunters death to bluetooth speakers and mobile music madness i may be old and jaded in my larry bird year of life but the blasting music at skate parks is getting ridiculous. In a world full of AirPods, Beats, and other wireless headphones, how is this acceptable? I came from the era of boomboxes with 12D batteries, tangled headphone wires, skipping CDs, or just playing silence. I don't want to hear whatever the hell some random jabroni is listening to. Holy fuck, I forgot that CDs used to skip, man. That was fucking annoying. Yeah. yeah. Um... Two answers to this question. I definitely like if it's me and my homies music, I absolutely love it. But if I get there and someone else is blasting music, I feel you. I ain't digging it. So selfishly, I guess if it's a session with just you and your friends, listen to whatever you want. But if you go to a skate park with a lot of people and you're blasting music, it better be something that like is easy listening to for everybody, you know? Yeah. But I mean like think about skate loft. I, I guess it's kind of like an outdoor skate park is a little different. 
because it's like public fucking you know everyone's got to listen whether you're skating or not people walking by but like at skate mm-hmm. loft there's speakers and when <clears throat> whoever gets there first can just plug in their phone and play their music which is just it's fine because it depends on the setting but uh that shit can definitely be annoying if someone's just blasting some fucking wild shit to the point where like you can't hear each other and talk but not not overly worried about the music scene at the park for sure all right, y'all. That's going to wrap up the post office for this week. Get your emails and voice notes into the live at gmail.com. This is The Rundown, the skateboard world source for sports, brought to you by the one and only Steam Whistle, Canada's premium pilsner, the only buzz. Last week, these two teams didn't play each other, but both of their matchups were potential game of the season type matchups. Minnesota Vikings go into Buffalo, squeak out an overtime win against Josh Allen and the Bills. Dallas Cowboys blow a second half lead to the Green Bay Packers. We had this one circled on the calendar for this week. 425, the late game. It was just set up perfectly. I thought it was going to be a battle of two teams. And uh, one didn't show up, man. And I I think we know who it was. Kirk Cousins, not even in prime time, reared his ugly head. And he just didn't show up, man. There's nothing more there is to it. Fucking Kirk Cousins. You drive me crazy. I've, uh, I've been... I've been calling them a fraudulent six and one, seven and one, eight and one, whatever number they get to, because they're barely squeaking by half these teams. Half of them are trash too. And the two times they lost this year, I think they put up three points, man. And they look so fucking bad when they're off. Kirk Cousins just looks horrible under pressure. That Dallas pass rush woke the fuck up. I think they they probably were extremely mad at themselves after last week's disappointing loss, letting the fucking shitty Packers come back when they were up by 14. Micah Parsons, man, that dude don't play. He was fucking up Kirk Cousins' ass all night. And uh, yeah, we made an interesting trade that had a lot of players in that game. But uh, I'd say hopefully it works out for both of us. Yeah, it's been a long time since me and the Ghosts have made a fantasy trade. For obvious reasons, we both like to come out on top in our trades. And I think we just both sometimes avoid each other because negotiations can just go on and on and on. Oh, we haven't made a trade in like six years. And me and Dono are in basketball league and three football leagues together. And I usually don't even look at his team name when I'm trying to send (laughs) trades to the whole team at once. Last time I was selling DeAndre Hopkins at the deadline, and I think I got uh, a nice... Oh, no, I, I ended up not trading him to you that year. I traded him to Simon. So it might be even longer ago, but I'm doing pretty poorly in the Bunt Listener League. I mean, I've been doing a little bit better as of late, but I had the crown jewel of the trade deadline, Justin Jefferson on my team, coming off a huge game in Buffalo. Knew it was the right time to sell. Needed some running back depth. Didn't exactly get it, but the package (laughs) 
I got for Justin Jefferson. Uh, I'm quite happy with shipped Jefferson, Najee Harris, and Rashad White to the Ghost for Tony Pollard, who is an absolute animal, C.D. Lamb, and Kadarius Tony. It's supposed to be the week of Kadarius Tony. Yeah. So on my end, you know, I get the best player on paper. I I, I see Zeke's playing this week. Maybe easing him in, so Tony's got to have at least one more massive week, but just didn't know if I could trust it. I was sitting comfortably in first when we made the trade, too, so I was looking at the big picture. And uh, at first, Tony went off for like 30 points, but Najee finally seems to have awoken, and uh, that last garbage time touchdown made it not hurt as bad. Not that I actually cared, because like, whatever, looking, looking towards the playoff picture and shit, but... Both receivers flopped. CD and Justin Jefferson do, didn't do much. But I'm truly wishing you the best of luck. Would be sick if you could win out and uh, get get slide into the playoffs, man. And then we meet in the first round, and Tony Pollard goes absolutely wild. I'm just playing, man. But definitely, <laughs> it's uh, it's a big trade, and it's gonna take more than one week to see who who comes out on top. Yeah, the only unfortunate thing about this whole thing. And we'll update you for the seven people that care about our fantasy <laughs> football team in the Listener League. Me and Dono actually face each other next week, which I completely forgot. And so he has to beat me next week to keep his hopes alive. But my team's looking nasty these days. Yeah. Well, not this week. I'm fucking putting up like 70 points. I hope not next week, too. Um, <laughs> kind of a scary one. In the Philadelphia Eagles game. Jeff Saturday's really got those boys motivated like only a man like Pontus Alv could with no experience. Just walks into that dressing room. Just a different voice, and the Colts are playing great again. Jonathan Taylor looks like he's got a little jump in his step. Matt Ryan's getting involved again. Pittman looks like he's playing good. But Jalen Hurts just proved to be too much, man. It felt kind of like last week when they shockingly lost to Washington. I was like, yo, are these fools really about to lose? Because last last week it was like five or six different wild things happened and they mm-hmm. still had a chance and then that fucking roughing the passer whatever penalty to end the game was bullshit. But I was like, yo, there's no way. Like Stephen A. Smith, the whole media was, was going to jump down these fools' throats if they lost to the Colts but Jalen Hurts just had to run into the end zone on his Superman tip love it I got him in two fantasy leagues so I've been rooting for the Eagles all year I'm, I'm almost happy they lost last week get that like 17 and no talk done with and now we're back to business you feel me but AJ Brown I need more from you dog yeah and and you'll get more AJ Brown it's uh it's a long season there's ups and there's downs and the main point is that they got the win even in a down game, which is uh, something you like to see from that type of team. Let's move over to the NBA for a little bit. Dude, the injuries are piling up. Where, where do you want to start? Bro, fucking Dame Dollar and the Portland Trailblazers have just been one of the surprising teams of this year. Been really liking, you know, seeing Dame back playing at a high, high level, but these little nagging bullshit things keep holding him out. He already missed, I think, what was it, like two weeks 
with a calf and now he's got another injury to his calf and he's going to be reevaluated in a week to two weeks and it just sucks because um they're third in the west right now they survived his first injury but just with the whole playing thing now like i would hate to see them fall down the standings too far because you never know you want to avoid that fucking plan at all costs damn dollar get well soon <clears throat> absolutely another yeah. one on the list pascal siakam he's injured what does this mean for the raptors moving forward i th- it's one where honestly i think they'll be able to survive without him as long as it's not too long well i think i'm crossing my fingers he's back in a week or so he's already been out for like close to two weeks now i think and you know what we played 500 ball without him five and five in our last 10 um he'll be back soon i'm not too worried about them like there's like washington and the pacers who should be tanking right now or so we thought are above the raptors i think that'll correct itself in time so not too worried about them but fucking gary trent jr has been out too like we the raps lineup's been shape-shifting quite a bit but uh there's plenty of time to write the ship there what's the latest on john morant seems like he runs into a little ankle injury quite often man yeah that that one's another bummer but luckily i mean we saw what they did last year without him right what was it like 25 and 5 or some crazy record without Mm jaw so this year they don't have the same depth quite the same depth and desmond bain who is literally playing at an all-star level is missing three weeks as well they're number two in the west so they've got a bit of a cushion definitely wishing them a speedy recovery jaw and bain we need you absolutely last thing you want to see in the nba is the stars not in the game they absolutely make the league and we we hope they all get back especially dame dollar one of my favorite moments from the nba this past week was yusuf nurchich calling kd too small absolutely love it thing of beauty <laughs> nurkic keep mixing it up baby we need players like you in the nba you know one thing that i think we've done a couple times this year with like football where you like praise someone or whatever and then they fucking lose and make you look bad the cleveland cavaliers i swear they were eight and one when we gave them a special shout out and dedicated like a minute to praising them yeah they then went on to lose five straight (laughs) and finally they, they got a win but they're now nine and six when we shouted them out they were eight and one but uh there's still a force to be reckoned with despite the uh, little stumble there. Shouts to the Cavs. And, but I did shout out the Kings, who you know is one of my teams this year. They're on a six-game winning streak all the way up to the eighth seed after a very slow start. So let's keep it rolling, Kings. Hell yeah. All right, y'all. That's going to wrap up the episode for this week. Thank you for listening. And you know where to find us next Wednesday. Hell yeah. And yo, Dono, are we going to do some World Cup talk this year? The people have been <laughs> asking Canada for it. Plays yo. today, so fingers crossed. Oh, shit, really? Yo, you know what? Yo, I'm going to claim this right now. We're getting Ty James to come do a special guest post office. And I forgot Morgan wants to do one. So, or sorry, Ty James will come do a special guest rundown. And we'll get the Smith, Morgan Smith to do a post office with us before the season's over. I would love to see it. We're running out of time, so get those fucking bodies in the studio, E, man.
Hey, yo, and Davis, too. We need a Davis rundown. Gotta have Let's a get Davis. It. Gotta have a Davis rundown. All right, y'all. That's it. Peace. Peace. Peace.